What a save from Mark Howard. Here he is, big George Camarasi, mm. big G you better known as. George, you're giving me everything, but give me more. Give me more, son. Hungry thinking fighters. Hungry thinking fighters. Hungry thinking fighters. That's what you are, son. You're a hungry thinking fighter. <laughs> George. Blood is thicker than water. First one to knock him down yeah. in his foot in his whole boxing career. Going through adolescence and not having an understanding on what it means to actually lose a parent. Football. So what do you mean football? Like went in goal and you know what it's like. It's like when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And going through a training session with Pickford. And I got scattered by the Nike Academy. And then I ended up getting a trial with like Peterborough first team. And I didn't even know where Peterborough was. Pep Guardiola's watching us and everything. I was like, you transfer skill sets from different things that we've done in the past into something so positive. For somebody say anything for Paul, do you know how much you must know about the Don? Whatever happens with the Don will have a, a domino effect on the whole of grassroots football. What a save from Mark Howard. What's happening, everyone? Uh, welcome back to the Yours Mine Away podcast with producer Ben and me, your host, Mark Howard. I'm here with one of the most intimidating GKs from Sunday League and TV. I think he's actually a big gentle giant, though. I hope, I hope he can, I don't, we can I, all find we, we out. We might have to change the intro. We ain't having gentle giant. you ruin my reputation. <laughs> <laughs> right, so here he is. Big George Camarasi. Big G, you better known as. Yep. Welcome. Thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, pleasure, man. Absolute pleasure. As I said, you're, you're quite an intimidating character standing at six foot six. I think uh, a lot of people know you from SE Dons and Soccer AM. Uh, from smashing celebrities and absolutely laughing their heads off. Yeah, listen, I'm here for a reason. It's been some journey for yourself. Listen, you're, firstly, we need to big up everything that you're doing. Um, there's a big goalkeeping community that are waking up. And for me, I, I told you, our paths are so different, but we play the same position, which makes this such a sick link-up. And I mean, I'm looking forward to going into more. Oh, I, I think you'll all find out that the passion that goalkeepers have for, for their position and for other people that are respected in their job uh, at all levels. I think you'll find that from the Premier League to Sunday League, I think that we all have an understanding of each other and how hard it actually is mentally and physically on the body. Uh, so there's a great understanding of uh, appreciation for each other. I also think that we need to put it out there. Goalkeepers are the best strikers out in the world. I totally um, agree. So if you're looking for somebody to switch roles, I think we're the best people to do that. Put us up top. Give us an opportunity. I don't know if my legs would cope anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a bit late for me. Yeah, Speak yeah. for yourself. Yeah, I've, I've still got a bit. Yeah, yeah nice. Have you never scored any goals in your career? Uh, I've played, obviously, as a junior, uh, when I was coming through, I, I always played outfield. Uh, I only ever played in goal when I signed for Arsenal Academy. Before that, I, I played in goal for my dad's Sunday League team. But I always made sure Borough County school football team, I literally played outfield until I was 16. I'd only ever play in goal for one team a season just to make sure that I had the understanding and the appreciation of what the rest of the game was doing. So you almost had that Dutch upbringing in. Yeah, a little yeah. bit, a little bit. Obviously, one of my idols, I always talk about Van der Sar was so good with his feet. Uh, yeah, obviously, the Ajax way was a big philosophy when I was coming through. So yeah, it was one of them that I, I wanted to be as good as I could be in all areas. Well, boy, my 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 kind of understanding of football was a different way. I, I was more... Uh, if you put on a pair of gloves and you step into that goal, it's your goal, no one else's. Yep. So I know there's 10 players in front of you, but it's yours. Yeah, it's your so job protect, to do. So protect that at all costs. Yep. Right, let's go back then to the first moment you ever put on a pair of gloves and you played in goal. This is a slightly different story than most of the ones you're here. Yeah, um, 
in all honesty, skip when my career started, it started at that stage, which we'll get into. But my big brother, my brother just so I've got two older brothers, but my brother Josh, who's just a bit older than me, he's three years older. Um, I think he saw what was going on kind of like around where we grew up. You're from like Southwark. Yeah. I'm from Lewisham. And at the time, there was a lot of, um, like it's a London street street culture, isn't it? Yeah. So one of the things that you have in that is it's a respect amongst the community as well as, um, how, how can I put it? You can't get violated. Yep. So no one can violate me. So what used to happen was my brother could see that I was in a situation where I wasn't allowed this in a group of every, all of us, but I wouldn't let anyone take the piss out of me because yep. number one, I, was always, I wasn't always the biggest. I had growth spurts, but it was more the fact that I knew that I, I hold my own. Yep. Like I always hold my own. So then what used to happen, my brother would feel like because he's my older brother, he had to humble me. So he would take me to like Blackheath, Blackie Village, like the park area, which is just an open field. And he would put on his studs and he'd say, right, you're going to train with me. And he'd run towards me and then he'd say, come on, smother the ball. And then he would, on purpose, he'd put his studs up. Oh, wow. And then I remember, I was like, I couldn't wince. Nah. I couldn't, like, it was like a street fight to me in my head. It was like, you ain't running nowhere. Yep. So I remember he said, what, you're a bad boy out there, yeah? Go on then, let's see how, how much you want to put it. Are you going to put your face where it hurts? Are you going to do this? So it was that kind of mentality that I always had of, I'll hold my own out there, but I'll hold my own here as well. Yep. Because it's a respect thing, it's a war, it's a battle, it's who I am. So then what actually ended up happening was when I, lo I lost my mum at quite a young age and it it pushed me, it pushed me towards different directions in terms of my choice of, of decisions. That's always a difficult thing yeah. when you grow up in London. I think we've all had experiences, especially people that are born in London. It's so different. It's so hard to get out of and you have to find your own way. And sometimes you make mistakes. Sometimes it, it's plain sailing for some people, but especially in London, it's, it's so different. Yeah, because I remember you was even saying it, like you made the decision to... to I dedicated everything yeah. I did to football just to make sure I knew I had some way of getting out. Uh, I didn't grow up in the best of areas like yourself, like, uh, but I always used football as my vessel. It's like, right, I've got to concentrate on that. And I knew that from nine, ten years old. Like, I don't want to grow up in London. I, I want to better myself and try and better my family. And, and I knew that if I put everything I had into football, luckily I've got a, an older brother that played football and there was more expectation put on him. So I went under the radar for many years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it's worked out differently. Like, and it works out so different. He had a couple of bad injuries and it, it didn't work out for him. But like, I used that as like, right, this is how I'm doing it. I mapped my own way from very young. And that, again, one of the biggest things for me is why I feel like so many people relate to to me and what we do at the Dons is because everyone has a, a friend like Big G, everyone has a friend like Don Strapsy, a, 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 a crook, a, an SK, a, a Zach or whatever, different types of, you know, um, a Drops, a Doug and all these other man, Mads. Like, some of, some of us have had, had it where it's just like you're saying, it's just falling into place at the right time. Like every everything that could have gone wrong, we've all kept our faith in a different way that has just kept us on that path of, look, whatever happens, happens for a reason. So I end up getting into trouble, end up in a youth offenders. And that was purely because of um, being a young man with a lot of emotions and ad going through adolescence and not having an understanding on 
what it means to actually lose a parent. Yeah, that must and be. I, and I don't think hard. I don't think anyone can kind of put that into words to anyone who hasn't lost a parent. Yep. It's only it's like the worst heartbreak you can ever have because you don't know whether you're supposed to laugh or smile when you hear a joke that you actually find funny. You don't know how to let people in to a point where you feel like you're you're safe. So you don't have a safe place. And for me, it, was, it actually led me to going, I lost my faith for a period of time where I was making decisions that I knew I, I couldn't, I did, God wouldn't agree with this, but I was like, you've taken my mum away. Do you know what? I don't really care. So it led to me making mistakes. But when I eventually ended up in the youth offenders, I looked at it as, right, when you are clo if if you used to close yourself in a in a room and you've got no distractions, there's no one in there with you, all you have is your thoughts. And that's when you know who you are because you start to understand how you think and what you do and wh why you're here. So I'm one of those people, I've got a lot of empathy for everyone. So I'm always thinking like, you'll tell me a story, I'll probably be like, bruv, that sounds terrible. Like, because that's how I am. But for me, I hold myself to such high standards where I'm like, that ain't good enough. You done this to yourself. Yeah. You're gonna have to get yourself out, and they'll hit you with stats when when they're in there. Where the PO, so the officers and stuff, they'll be like, this many, fifty percent of people that commit crimes at this age, they come back. I was like, that ain't me. I was like, that's not for me. But um, anyway, got into the went went gym for the first day, and then um, they showed there was like there was a gym. You get like a certain amount of time at your cell. And there was a gym, and then I was like, yeah, yeah, all right, anyone who wants to play football, is that, I was like, football? I was like, what do you mean football? Like, how, how can there be, like, football in a, in a, in a youth event? What's going on it? Yeah, there's an AstroTurf pitch. But I was like, do I want to lift weights or do I want to go and, like, play football? So I was like, oh, do you know what, I'll go. Check so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I've gone, man. So I remember I went to, like, the, the, the AstroTurf pitches, yeah, and then, um, like, they had a pair of gloves, like, I won't say rubbish gloves, but basically worn out a pair of gloves that had been worn by probably a hundred inmates, whatever it was. And I was like, all right, I'll go and go. And I went in goal and I, I barely played football throughout my like my kind of kid years because none of my friends were really footballers. Yep. Like my best friend, Don Straps, he had like um, trials at like Charlton, Man United soccer school. So he was the guy who was a footballer, yep. but which is why he always uses like football uh, bars. But anyway, like... I was just like, all right, cool. Went in goal and you know what it's like. It's like when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. It's just a natural thing when you get in the goal and your eyes light up in front of a striker. You're like, you're the excited one about yeah. getting hit in the face. It's mad. I, it? I can't explain it. Like, and that, that was one of the things, yeah. Like the ball would hit me in my face, yeah, and I still have a straight face. Like it never happened. It's like all them street, all them kind of like being in them tussles and everything else that had happened. I was like, ball hit my face. Like, that's not hurt. That's not a punch. Like, trust me, I've been hit with balls. I've been like bricked. <laughs> I'm thinking, what? I'm going to go down because the ball's hit me in my face. But then it's so funny yeah, because I remember like everyone's like, you are sick, bro. Like, you are, who are you? Like, blah, blah, blah. are you a professional footballer? I was like, no, no, no. Like, camera Just gained yeah, admiration yeah, straight away. Like, and and that was that 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 was one of my honest to God, yeah. I still get that same feeling yeah, of of respect, yeah. When someone sees me play football, yeah, or they've watched an episode or something like that, and they they're like, I can see that you're so passionate about what you do, yeah, and it 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 fires me up, and that 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 that's what happened. Like I just went from being somebody who had made a mistake as a kid who was going going through emotions that he didn't understand to then finding his position in one of the most craziest places and then just going, 
I want more for myself. And that was, that, that was it. But it's amazing that you've managed to turn that into such a positive then. So obviously once you came out of there and you'd had that feeling of playing a goal and you got that buzz, uh, when, when did you start going, actually, I, I want to have a go at this. I want to start trying. Because obviously it's yeah. quite late that you've come into yeah, football. Yeah, I was about, so it's mad because I had, I had my 17th birthday in the Youth Offenders and I heard like Akon locked up here and I said, nah, <laughs> I said, this, this can't be happening. I said, like, um, yeah, it's a banger. <laughs> like, they won't let me. I was like, this. I was like, no, I was like, I was like, George, seriously, this can't be happening. We're not, it, this ain't for you. Like, you've lost your freedom. You've got a little sister who relies on you. Like, this, this can't happen. So, um, this is how mad it was. I got put on um, the long servers wing. So everyone, everyone who was in there was people that had done armed robbery, were getting sent down for like six years, 12 years. Minimum fire, all of that. It was like minimum force. So I, I remember I was given a year. So um, I remember like I went in there and everyone was like, oh, like talk it about. It's like, oh, how long you got here? I was like, oh, yeah, 12, 12. Because I was thinking, <laughs> I, was thinking, I can't be that. Like, yeah, I can't be like, a bit, uh, I had no idea why they put me on that wing. But I remember like, obviously, this is because you've just got on a wing. You can't, you can't obviously show too much. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, I've got a 12 here. And I remember like, obviously, there was like, I explained what happened. It was like, but trust me, you're lucky. Yeah? You're going to get a second chance in life. You're going to get a second chance. And the reason why I mentioned the long serving wing is because that was called Patterson Wing, yeah, in Huntercombe. And when I came out of um, Youth Offenders, I signed, I signed up to a sports course at Bromley College. Yeah. And the teacher that, who actually probably changed my life, yeah, because of his passion was a Scottish guy called Bobby Patterson. And he was about five foot, he was like five foot two, yeah, ginger Scottish man. He was like, Okay, but Patterson spelt with one T, not two, son. <laughs> like, put some pride in your work. Give me more. Like, we'd be doing running that up and That's down. Brilliant yeah, accent, he, by the way. he was like, he, like anytime he was doing any fitness, any sort of training, George, you're giving me everything, but give me more. Give me more, son. Like, and then we had to do, like, so he, I was blessed, yeah, that I had um, very good role models that, that I, I kind of, I listened to and I soaked in and, I can say it now because obviously I, it's no trouble now. But um, I remember I, I was signed up to do my FA Level 1 and um, the night before I got in some trouble and I ended up getting arrested the night before the course. And um, I was in I was in the Lewisham Police Station and we didn't get let out till like the next day at like 5pm. And I remember, yeah, Bobby found out that like, I missed my FA Level 1 and he went he went so mad. I remember he took he took me to like the bait, like, like, Bromley College had different le levels to the college and it was like a lower class level. And he was like, son, what, what kind of life do you want, son? What would you want? Like, do, do, do you want that life? You're living a life of a double agent. You're, you're so talented being a goalkeeper, you're a star. And I was just like, I was like, Bobby, I was like, I, was like, I don't know, Bobby, man. I was like, he's like, son, you can do it. And he was like, he was like, what do you want? Do you want a family? Do you want, do you want a career? Like, you can't, you, you've got to offer a woman, like, do you not want a family? You've got to offer a security, stability. You've got to be a support. And, it, like, and I was just like, I, I get it. And it was just having someone like that, you know, who just, it might, it's almost like a custom motto. You know, like a, a boy come, what's it? Um, a, a spark, come, it's like a spark, come, a, a spark comes to me, it becomes a flame. A flame comes to me, it becomes a roaring blaze. It's just like somebody sees something in you along those lines. A little and, bit of potential. And, and they just go, I can help you. And I think what a lot of people have to learn to do is that you've got to stop being so judgmental. And I think when you hear like somebody's 
in a gang or somebody's been to prison or somebody hasn't got money or something like that. There's a, a level of judgment that everyone has. Yep. And I feel like that's something that I was taught not to have, which always kept my humility where I could go onto a soccer AM and I'm like, all right, it's him. Yep. Or I'm playing football with you today. All right, it's him. But I don't look at anyone in a certain way that I'm above them or they're above me. Yep. So that whole that whole period, I'm kind of going up and down, but these are little things that always keep me where I am. But, but there are people that have helped you on your yeah, way definitely. and guided you and then steered you on a different path yeah, yeah. and saw uh, promise in you and tried to get the best out of you and, and make you a better person he, as well. He, so, made, he, he encouraged my, my high-achieving high mentality. Like he, he could see that my attitude was spot on, but he could see that I was in a situation where my decision-making wasn't making my life any easier. And he used to brainwash us. I can still remember it today. It would be like this. He had a whole class, yeah, yeah. And he'd be like this. You're all going to do this. So do this with me. Watch, watch. Hungry thinking fighters. Ready? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ready? Hungry thinking fighters. Hungry thinking fighters. Hungry thinking fighters. That's what you are, son. You're a hungry thinking fighter. <laughs> now, and that's what he would, he would do that stuff, yeah. So it'd make us go like, yeah, I'm a hungry thinking fighter. I'm, I'm, I'm a hungry thing. I'm ready to go, like... So then these little things here yeah, kept me going and I'd be like that. And then he'd be like, how do you how do you make things, how do you improve your life? Right, you create opportunities. You avoid unnecessary corners and you repeat the process. Just keep doing it. Create create opportunities. Avoid un, avoid unnecessary corners. Just keep doing it. And he'd be like, on Rinse and repeat. It, and that, and that, these are the things here yeah, that I think we have to keep encouraging people to do. But for me, my career path was just being willing to make a fool of myself, not knowing anything about goalkeeping, conceding goals and being like, oh my gosh, what the hell have I just done there? But then going, how did that happen? I need to work on that. Yeah. How do I break that save down? Watching, I, I, I had the fortune of going into England, yeah, through um, England FA um, and going to do a training session with Pickford. And I was watching Xander. So Xander, who's the person behind England football, like the YouTube channel, I was watching those England videos like it was my Bible. Honestly, like I would watch, I would watch him to the point I'd rewind Joe Hart. How does he move his feet? I'd watch Ben Foster. How does he do it? Fraser, Fo how does he do that? Rewind young Pitt Butlander are coming through at that. But I'm rewinding, watching his him doing a save. I'm rewatching the under 21s training sessions. How does Harry Kane finish? How does how, do you know what I mean? Because yep. fine tuning to. your skills exactly yeah. because I had, I didn't have anyone. And you wouldn't have had any coaching at that point. So you breaking yeah. that down yourself, obviously you're, you're educating yourself of how to do things, which is it's completely unorthodox because you're doing it yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously it's full credit to you, like the, the career that you've gone on to have and obviously yeah. still playing now and what you've gone on to achieve. Obviously everybody does know you pretty much from SE Dons and Soccer AM, but they all know that you're a tough goalkeeper and that you've got like that mentality that's elitist. Yeah. I think um, something that we, we all have to learn here that I've, I've been listening to a, a lot of people say is we, ha we have to learn to take um, credit and positive feedback because I think the first thing I wanted to say is, oh, come on. But no, we have to learn to do that here because like I said to you, the reason I'm here today is because you have actually come the career path that I wish I had had, which is through If I, but I wouldn't be who I am. No. Because this is a so this is another thing. So when I from the obviously the whole college program, I got scattered by the Nike Academy, 
And then I ended up getting a trial with like Peterborough first team, everything else. And I didn't even know where Peterborough was. This, I, didn't even, I didn't have a clue. I didn't know there was any league outside the Premier League. I had no idea. So imagine being in that situation where... And this is what, 19 then? Yeah, I'm like, nine, I, I would have been 18. 20. I would have been 20 by this point because I was in my, like my second year of college. Um, so I would have been 20 turning like 21 um, because I'd done a free... I'd done a first diploma, a national diploma. So I spent three years at college. So, um, and I remember, yeah, like, it was like, yeah, you've been basically, I had a worldie. I don't know, like, I just played played the way I always play, like, just full force. And then, um, that, like, Barry Friday chairman said, oh, we want to bring you in. So everything happened, blah, blah, blah. It didn't, I didn't get anything out of it in the end. But I remember walking through the town centre and seeing, like, pictures of the players. I was just training with that, brother. <laughs> like, I was thinking... <laughs> is that bit? Is that how big a club it is? Like, yeah. I didn't know there was. League, I didn't even know there was non-league because my knowledge of football was I support Man United. Man United is a top team in in, in England. We're gonna win the Champions League, but and then I, I'll never. So this is another one. Yeah, I, I think I spoke to Theo about it, and I was telling him like when we went to Barca. Yeah. I didn't even know how big up Barcelona was. This is how raw, like, my football well, knowledge, I, I didn't really... It's hard to understand. It's that. so, like, like, when I think about it now, yeah, like, I thought to myself, like, how do you not know Barcelona? But, like, my dad was a, was into cricket and supported Liverpool and Arsenal, which makes no sense, but he liked, obviously, like, the John Barnes, the Ian Rush. Oh, yeah. and uh, So my oldest brother, he supports Marembi, he supports Liverpool. My brother, Josh, who took, used to stab me in the face, he supports Arsenal. I'm Man United. And my sister's Man United. But that's because my best friend, my next door neighbour, taught me everything I knew about Man United. Going everywhere. But yeah, like, so um, we went to Barca. And I remember, like, Hugh Jennings, who was, like, the head of academy at Fulham and the Nike Academy at the time. He's like, this is the best experience you ever boys had. I'm just like, just putting on my gloves. (laughs) (laughs) Playing at the new camp. Yeah, no, no, do you know, it was at their, uh, you know, their stadium, that stadium thing, yeah. So I was just like, all right. I I didn't know. And it, like obviously Pep Guardiola's watching us and everything. I was like, I didn't even know. But one credit to what I have to say is I did know who Yaya Toure was <laughs> because I used to pride myself on playing like Yaya Toure. Nice. So when I'm out on pitch, I'm like Yaya. I'm just like, I'd, I'd make like noise where I pass the ball. Like, <laughs> I'd be like that, yeah. And like I would always just move the ball, yeah. So it was like it was proper sick. But um, yeah, like it's just small wins that accumulate into the big ones. I always I always appreciate the small wins. Excellent. Right, we're going to crack on with our quiz. Uh, I've already briefed Big G. Uh, it's time for goalie or no goalie. I've got 10 names written down, five are international goalkeepers currently. You look a bit nervous there. Do you know why? Because you told me something about Snoop Dogg earlier. Yeah, so there's a few uh, curveballs. Yeah, yeah, cool. I am out to trick you as well. Right, listeners can join in uh, and follow our YouTube channel and check out the leaderboard. Uh, it's one point for each correct answer. Are you ready, Big G? Yeah, yeah? I'm ready. Right, number one, Ben Cohen. Okay. I have to say if he is you a goalie. You have to say goalie or no goalie. Oh, he's not a goalie, yeah? You say, what? If I say no goalie. If you say no goalie, he's not a goalie. Okay. Goalie. He is not a goalie. He's one part of Ben and Jerry's. No, he's not. Ben Cohen. No, he's not. That's not the one. Type in Ben, Co- ben no. Cohen goalkeeper and see what comes up. Not an I'm international not goalkeeper, mate. I'm not having that. Yeah. There he is. Nobody Playing there, against mate. an Elka. What, the rugby player? Oh, no, you're right. He's a go- yeah. Apologies. Yep. 1-0. One 1-0. Nil. One nil. Number two, Alex Merrit. Merit. Goalie. He is a goalie. Yeah, he Italy plays, and Napoli plays goalkeeper. for Napoli, yeah. Nice. Good start. One out, one out of two, mate. Number three, Anthony Bourdain. 
<laughs> You're looking for clues, aren't you? You're looking for help. <laughs> no one's helping. Um, I don't think Owen knows himself, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, he knows more about Elvis, doesn't he? <laughs> exactly. Uh, no goalie. He is not a goalkeeper. He's a late celebrity chef, uh, an author. It, it, was he on MasterChef, this brother? Uh, no, I think... Or was Hell's Kitchen? Oh, he might have been a long time ago, mate. There you go. <laughs> I told you. I don't yeah, think that's MasterChef, That's chef, him. Mate. No, yep. Hell's Kitchen, I told you. Oh, there you go. Yep. So some of the names you might recognise. That's why it's out there to trick you. Number four, Heinz Linder. Oh, 100%. 100% what? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd be like, oh, yeah, he's yeah, got me. He got me. <laughs> no. 100% what? Yeah. Heinz Lindner. Heinz Lindner. German. Wow. I'll tell you in a minute. Just just in case he is like a legend in goalkeeping, I, I'm going to say, yeah. Like I'm talking current international goalkeepers. No idea then. No goalie. <laughs> Don't do that. He is a goalie. Austria and Sion goalkeeper. Is that him? Yep. He's too young to be known about anyway. He's wow. number 13. They're current goalkeepers, mate. Number five, Peter Hernandez. Oh, 100%, yeah. <laughs> You're going to play that game again? <laughs> <laughs> um, You're looking for clues. You're not going to get them off me. You've got a good poker face. It's all the wrinkles, mate. Mm. All right. Goalie. You think Bruno Mars is a goalkeeper? Is that his real name? <laughs> Is that his actual name? Peter Hernandez, Bruno Mars. Where's, no, where's, where's, he's not a goalie, Big G. <laughs> type in Peter Hernandez, goalkeeper, quickly, just, to, just so we're all clear on this. You're fact-checking everyone here. That's the one I was talking about, him. The one in training, oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. He, he played. Nah. <laughs> all right, you're on two out of five. All right, it's not a good start. Number six, Dennis Dubois. I hope my pronunciations no, are okay. No goalkeeper. He is a goalkeeper for Hungary and Ferenciros. Uh, type in the <laughs> Dennis uh, Dubois uh, not a goalkeeper uh, cool <laughs> number seven Joseph Bamford oh, 100% not a goalie he is not a goalie it's not actually a real person it's the acronym for JCB the digger company <laughs> where do you get this nonsense from <laughs> Joseph fact, Joseph Cyril Bamford JCB that is mad the, the, the trucks here yeah that's All it right, let's, let's go for that's it that's number then. three how cool. many more have we got three more alright cool let's go double quits at some point yeah Mitchell Langerak yeah he is a goalie Australia and goalie he looks Nagio. like that he looks like do you know who he looks like that oh. goalkeeper Um, is it modern keep modern modern GK the modern GK yeah do you know what I'm know talking you about oh, yeah, I know it, he's mean. called modern type in modern GK he does that oh when he makes the saves yeah, that's him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spitting image, isn't it? Yeah. Modern goalkeeper, that's him, yeah. Good Zach, shout. Does that count for two points? Then? <laughs> no, no, he, he doesn't, doesn't want to get there the There is no goal. bonus points in this game. We'll get to that point. Number nine, Connor Hazard. Edin's brother. Yes, he is a goalie. He is a goalie. Northern Ireland and Celtic goalkeeper. Oh, I thought it was Edin Hazard's brother. But it's not actually his brother. I thought that name might trick up, you. Do you know what? Yeah, big up him. He, he looks up and coming. I know yeah. um, Toby's up there with him. He's at Celtic, yeah? He's at Celtic, yeah. yeah I think yeah. he's third choice at the moment. So one of, one of the first YouTube videos I ever done, yeah, was with um, Toby and Josh. So they're both brothers. One plays for Celtic and the other one's at, um, on loan at Portsmouth. I think he might have signed a permanent deal. Yeah. Both goalkeepers. Sick. And they've done a video with me on their YouTube channel. It's so sick. Right, last one. Number 10, yeah. to finish off, you're on four so far. Mm -hmm. So it's 5-4? Yes. Cool. Jerry Greenfield. 
100%. (laughs) (laughs) He's... He is not a goalkeeper. He is not a goalkeeper. He is the other part of Ben and Jerry's. I told you. What's the score now? <laughs> See how we celebrated five, too five. early? That's what they do with the dungeon. Like they celebrate too early. Who's got the poker face now? <laughs> Crumbled. Yeah. He blinked. I yeah. saw him blink before you saw I him blink. Him. I looked down to my left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What, you've, you've got tells. Five out of ten, mate. Look That's how sweet his palms are. That's not too bad. Five out of ten. It's a draw. Well, let's go for one more. No, no, there's no you more. You ain't prepared. That's why. I want people to go and check Let out the go. leaderboard against you and other guests. They couldn't beat us. Yeah. <laughs> who, who does that match in with? So who else was it got five? Someone else got five, I believe. Went McCarthy or Griffiths or... Lonergan? Yeah, Lonergan, I think. Yeah, Andy yeah. Lonergan got five. So. Do you know what? He was at Liverpool, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He followed me on Instagram a while ago. I was like, a Liverpool keeper? And yeah. then I stunned my research. Career, isn't he? Yeah, he's a ledge, mate. Yeah. He, he lives around the corner from me. He's a good friend of mine. Oh, sick, top, man. Top man. Send yeah. love, man. He's had uh, some career as well, so... Right, let's crack on then. For those that don't know much about Sunday League football, mm. Big G, right? I want you to give us a, a bit of insight. Tell us all about the, the SE Dons, the project, the club, everything you can. I don't want to put down what you do, but we play on the muddiest of pitches and we play some of the most... Proper football. Yeah, we play serious football, man. Can be real, mate. It's proper yeah, football. No, I, I can't take it away, yeah. There's nothing more special than Sunday League football, yeah, for the simple fact that you're playing for the team that is actually your club. Like, that feeling is... It's so special because you're playing for your friends and your family. And if you're fortunate enough like us here to have a following all around the world, it shows you how, how special it is to keep it so authentic, which is why like so many people, everyone who's kind of started playing football started grassroots. It was in a park. It was with their mum or dad taking them to go and practice against a brick wall or something. And it's, it's, it's so incredible to see what the Dons has been able to do with that because I have to big up Smith and Palmers who are in terms of what they've done for Sunday League and he will never he will never big himself up but it inspired so many and I think it's the same way now that if you watch anyone say if you were to drive past a, a park or anything like that or a local pitch you will see cameras and no one's embarrassed about that but I think because we were so aggressive in our message of be proud of where you come from and we ain't, we're upon, we won't apologise for who we are, I think it allowed people to have the confidence to go, do you know what, I'm going to record me and my friends, I'm going to create a new skill set for myself, which is editing, I don't feel like a nerd, you know, like, this. Could, we're, we're from Lewisham and you'll see us sat in an office editing now, like, because we've transferred skill sets from different things that we were doing in the past into something so positive and at the same time, yeah, I think... Sunday League is the the hub of it's proper um, football. Sometimes talent that will never get recognised. Like Smith used to say, it's like failed footballers. In in certain terms, you could say it. You could say these are the guys that didn't weren't pros. But there's also so many people who could tell you they've had so much more fun playing Sunday League football compared to playing professional football or playing semi professional because of what the requirements are. And I feel like we shouldn't play it down. There are, there are levels to Sunday League football. Yeah. There is the top, top elite compet- competitive teams and there's the ones that are a few divisions down that they still compete, but it's not to the level that we are. Of course, yeah, it's not as competitive. Yeah. It's more about just getting together with your mates and having a kickabout and remembering the good old days yeah. almost for some of them. It, playground Listen, football. I reckon we're going to have a Vets team because we won't ever want to let this one yeah. go. Do you know what I mean? So, um, But I think 
Sunday League football is for everyone. I don't think it's it's not owned by SE Dons. It's not created by SE Dons. But I feel like we will go down in English football history and the culture of football just for the simple fact that we have been real pioneers in the in the the breakthrough of YouTube football. You know, like you had Spence on here earlier. I think that was a game at one point when they wasn't on that sort of pyramid um, journey that we said, look, the, the, stop hiding from the Dons. That was the yeah. whole message. Like, why are you, you lot are supposed to be hashtag and this all big, you're in these Wembley Cups and everything. We're the streets, man. Come, come, come see what the community really wants to see. That's the, that's the fight. Why are you hiding? So that was kind of, but then when they went down that path, they changed their whole kind of the directory of everything they were doing. So we would say true to Sunday League. Yeah. You know, and I feel like it's very difficult to compare SE Dons with any other sort of other Sunday League team in terms of as a as the beast it is. Yep. But I think when it comes down to the the all the be all and end all, we all play at the same level. So you know, like there can be a, a golf in how you feel. Like for example, you might say, "Well, I'm playing Conference or Conference South," and then somebody's in the Premier League. It's like, bro, you're a Premier League player. Your Conference, know yourself. Where we're all Sunday league, yeah, I think there's that we will meet each other in a cup in this and we have to respect each other and be ready to go to war. Whereas I feel like sometimes, let's say you got a tie, like yesterday, um, there was a tie between um, Charlton and Man United. Man United can afford to go, you know what, you rest, you rest, you rest, yep. you rest, you rest. And guess what the fans are paying all that money for? To see the best players play. Yep. But because of the club under, has so many big targets, it's like, it's Charlton. And I'm a South London boy, so I'm like, Charlton, go and like go and put on some respect for South, innit? Whereas in Sunday League, you get it wrong at our level, you're gonna feel it forever. Yeah. Because I got taught this lesson by um, this old old guy, um, Dev, and he used to say to me, George, blood is thicker than water. He always say he say it. You're top at accents. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. But it's it's because he <laughs> made he made he made he made such an imprint on my head, yeah. And he was like. When you play them, George, some of these boys are brickies, they're plasterers, they're, they're, they're plumbers. When they come in your house, you're paying them to do a job. Let them know you beat them on a Sunday and now you're paying them to do a job in your house. You own them. So I, like, I, I said to myself, I like, I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have anyone beat me. So if you come anywhere near me, you know that. Number one, you're doing work for me now. I'm not on a big head, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you flipping do that, you prick. And I know who you play for on a Sunday as well. We beat them too. So I'm 2-0 up. Yeah. So like that. Mentally, yeah, you've got like, that edge Mentally, on I've got them. So like, that, that's the beauty of like, even the whole the whole Sunday League community that we've created, because people watch it by the thousands, they get to understand that there's rivalries like the Lewisham, the Peckhams and the, the Brixtons and everything else and all those things, yeah. Like, people buy into that because they know it's real. So I think it's very hard to kind of bring that to the professional game. Like, how can you make, like, a foreign player understand that it's a derby game? Yep. Like, who's Wrexham's derby game? Uh, would be Chester. Chester. So, yeah, like, how do you make how do you make a South London boy understand that this is the rivalry? Whereas, if it's a Sunday League game, it's like you know it's a rivalry because we know them. Yeah, you know them. Yeah. And that's how the, how did SC Don start then? So, Can you my, run us through that. Yeah, yeah. So you've got Don Strapsy, yeah. and you've got Ryan Palmer. Um, basically, um, was like Donny was Donny's always been a good footballer, but with his music and everything else, he couldn't quite commit. So Ryan was like, "Bob, let's start a team." Started it in like in Andrew's back room in it 
Paul, rest in peace, Paula. Um, that's why we say anything for Paula. So she passed yeah. away on our journey. Oh, right, okay. And to honour our memory, we would say anything for Paula. And every year since she's passed away, we've always won silverware in honour of her as well. Oh, brilliant. So it's always, it's been a, a massive part of why we call it like the family club and everything else. So that got started and then I think it was like 2017-18, Chris, who was um, our, our one of our other best friends, who's a cameraman, was like to Andrew, like, look, let's vlog, obviously, you coming back from music, everything else. And then... Um, He's like, yeah, cool, but I've got this team that I'm playing for on a Sunday. Like, come and record it. He then turned what he was doing from in music into becoming, if not for me, he's the top commentator in the country. Like, he is up there with the best of them. So then he started commentating on games, editing, applied that skill set, and then SC Dons just kept growing. Obviously, there was a few headbutts here and there. Yeah, I was going to say, did you get much hate when you uh, first started out? Obviously, I, I, recording I, a Sunday league game and then vlogging them. I, th I think part, part of that was obviously... Was the fact, I think Palmer's had a part to play in that. But for me in particular, like, I thought to myself, like, we can't afford to lose. Like, my, my, my whole thing was, there is no way I'm losing. And I think that's what happens to a lot of teams when they play us. They kind of go, oh, the camera's there, put 5%. Yeah, you raise better, the game. Better get my hair cut, better do this, better do it. Do you know what I mean? Because that is, it's like a, a secret motivator. Because if someone pulls a phone at you, naturally, you react. So I think with that whole SC Don's journey, what ended up happening was the success and the games and being on the journey of obviously, like I mentioned, having losing Paula and us having a cup final, which was in front of like 700 plus fans. And it was like, how the hell have we done that? Like I've played non-league. We know like attendances at, at matches, like you take a solid 300, 400. But for, for us as a Sunday league side to have our first cup final at 700 plus, sell out the bar, everything else. Everyone was on the pitch. We'd done it for Paula. It was like, wow. And then we matched that the year after that, got to another cup final, Kent, two and a half thousand. We had Declan Rice and everyone else come out. It was okay. like, and he was supporting the whole journey throughout that period. Then we had other pros, Junior Stanislas, who had been, who was from Ferry Estate, South East London. He was supporting all the, every, everyone else kind of getting, and then we got to another cup final two weeks later. We had another cup final two weeks later at Bromley, sold out Bromley Stadium. They told us there was 2,000 there. <laughs> it, it was madness. And then again, like we just had, the message behind everything we do here yeah, is we always say, God bless our hard work here. Yeah? And I feel like because we're able to, to say, look, what we have now, we're very grateful for, but there's been a lesson within everything that we've done. And even when we've lost, there's been moments where you can look back and you can say, this is why I love this club. Because even when we've made mistakes, whether it had been getting sent off or losing a game of football a certain way, it, it's the relate, it's the, you can relate, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can feel it. The and passion you, that's yeah, in the that Yeah, the passion's club, yeah. there, man. How heated do the games get? <sighs> Obviously, you, you, need to, you need to go and, you need to go and watch it. Yeah, the Lewisham, so Lewisham versus Peckham games, the Lewisham versus Brixton games, yeah, because those ones for me, yeah, I, we never lose to Peckham. I've made uh, the, them, yeah, and Bickley, yeah. I, I have to throw Bickley in there because there's this team called Bickley. I'll probably never get known yeah, but I remember because I played against them for so many years, yeah. When the cameras came up, I said I'll never lose a fixture to them ever. That was one, of, you know, like, um, like you 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 have your calendar, and I would say, right, we're playing them there. I'm, that's the one I'm. I'm gonna make sure when I come to that one, I'm coming for you. I'm gonna get you. Like um, that's the one. Like that was that one game for me. Yeah? Like it was like being a Liverpool supporter and playing Everton, but knowing that Everton should never beat Liverpool. 
Is this when you like, obviously I've said about your character yeah. and that, and you've got this persona that you mm. you you not not that you put on, but you put on when you play mm. that you're so intimidating. Is this like how it stems from from this sort of these games where you're like I am undefeatable? It, it means today. something to me. So yeah. so. <laughs> I, I, I always find it funny when someone says persona or like character yeah, because I think you're chatting shit because like I've had situations I can go into but we'll speak about it in a bit yeah but um, where someone's like you see the whole like big G thing you don't mind turning it down I'm like who the f- what are you fucking talking about <laughs> about putting this on like do you want to understand like it's like a boxer I always, that's the only way I can put it outside the ring yeah you, you've got a control of how, how violent you want to be and how aggressive you're going to be yeah but the second you're in that ring, there is no two ways about it. It is a war. Yeah. And the only way I know how to do that is by going full-hearted and not caring about anything else. I never go into a game to hurt anyone, but I will not be told that I can and can't play a certain way, which is why I, always, I can't stand referees. I'm like, it's not a personality contest. You don't have to fucking like me. Excuse my language. You don't have to like me. Just make a fair call. Because I can't stand cheating. You cheat me in a game or make the wrong decision, you're getting it in your ear. It's personal. So th- I take like, that. I don't like cheating. So like when I see someone goes, well, you keep talking to me this way. I'm like, shut up and just do your job. It's not about you, me and you. You don't have to. If it's offside, it's offside. So when they're saying to me, oh, persona, persona, I'm like, bruv, like, don't take the piss. If you don't want to go into a game of football and play at an intensity where it's like, there's nothing, that, I don't see anything off the pitch. I can't hear a crowd, I can't hear nothing. I see the players that are in front of me and I want to win. So that is why, like, when someone says persona, I think to myself, well, anyone who's known me from when I first started playing goalkeeper, when they see me in soccer and they're like, bruv, you know, no one does that. But I'm like, that's who I am. That's who you are, yeah. I play football with my heart. So why should I be told not to? But I get it when somebody tries to reason and says, mate, like, he's a professional footballer, mate, or he's a professional actor. I'm like, all right, cool. But you know I'm a goalkeeper, right? So I'm not going to give away a penalty and I'm not going to get sent off. So none of them are in danger. No. So just let me do what I need to do. And also on a soccer AM when you're doing yeah. that sort of thing, they're there to get that reel of someone trying to take do but a that's trick. why I have to be on rotation otherwise yeah. they'd have no one left <laughs> but like, I don't think they got the budget to keep yeah. no, they got the budget to keep obviously paying. you'll get a celebrity yeah. try and take their mickey a little yeah. bit and then you're like when you show what you really do everyone goes well, I'm not doing that to him yeah, yeah. And, and that's the I you think that's the best way, I think that's the best way to be like why, why I, I'm telling you man too many people get get made to to humble themselves too much there's nothing wrong here with bigging yourself up here and failing. Do you know why? Because it means that you're putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation to grow. If I don't say to you, yeah, that, do you know what, yeah, I'm going to come here and th- this is who I am. Or I'm going to go, do you know what, I'm going to go and be, I'm going to play for Uganda. You'll be like, oh, come on, mate, look at what level you're playing at now. Look what you're doing now. Guess what you're doing? That's somebody else here who can't imagine themselves doing it. They haven't got the capacity to think on that level that I can make something like that happen. That's why dreams get killed. Yeah, of course. And that's why they say, like, even you have to be careful who you tell people, tell things to, because so many people just be like, no, you can't do it, you can't do that. When, when I remember when I was, I was working for a coaching company and, like, I told him, look, I'm leaving. It's like, bruv, what are, you, what are you doing? You haven't got another job. You haven't got anything to do. Like, I was like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust myself. I've got the skill set to apply myself into anything I want to do to create a career for myself. I don't know what I'm going to do. 
I don't have uh, uh, what I did have was so we had this thing here where we said look have three months money so if anything goes wrong for three months you don't make a penny for three months you know you've got enough money for three yeah. months like that's 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 not forever but no. at least you know yeah like you you gave you gave us and we said we're giving ourselves a year to to rely solely on ourselves to be independent make our own money work for ourselves yeah and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out we know we does we we can't we can't we have to be employed. So that meant the mentality of the people around me is why, and myself is why I'm like, please, please don't, please don't tell me you know who I am. They that's, say, that's inspiring that yeah. you all went out and did that and you all stuck yeah. together in that process. Listen, how many, uh, uh, I'm sure yeah, there's enough goalkeepers out there yeah, and, and footballers, managers don't know anything about you. That's the honest truth. They haven't got a clue. They couldn't, they couldn't even tell you how old your kids are. They couldn't, they were just about tell you where you grew up. But guess what they know? They know your skill set, how good you are at football and what they expect from you. The one thing about the Dons is I can tell you the boys' names. I can tell you how many kids they've got. I can tell you where they're from. I can tell you a story about them one way or another. That's what a Sunday league should teach a lot of people, yeah, about changing rooms and why you need to, you need to always remember, yeah, like the strongest teams are the closest ones. It's herd mentality. Yeah. You're all in it together. And, and that's, what, that's why, like... When somebody says to me about like, oh, like why is he act like that? And if I think to myself, you don't do you do you know what how it felt here when I was in the youth offenders and I had nothing, I had no idea what I wanted to be, and and then I, I decided I was going to be a goalkeeper and I and I had to take all these negatives and all these doors getting closed in my face here yeah, to get to where I am now. So whatever you're saying doesn't mean anything to me in terms of unless I'm in the wrong, because I would trust that if I'm in the wrong, I can I can self-assess, but. Anyone who's kind of says something negative, realistically, have you got enough time to create a fake Twitter account and YouTube account and comment? I haven't got it. No. I'm too busy working. So if those are the kind of people, you need them because it shows that you're doing something positive. And if you haven't got them, don't worry, they'll come if you keep working. What's the progression for SE Dons then? Boy. Uh, this uh, might be a tough one to answer. Obviously, because you're, you're saying you want to stay... There's in... no blueprint. Yeah. There's no blueprint for, for us here, but... I, I do think yeah, whatever happens with a dom will have a, a domino effect on the whole of grassroots football because even to this day, yeah, as big as SE Dons is, we haven't got our own home ground. And I believe that that's an issue that not just we share, everyone shares. Yeah. So and Sunday I, League football up and down the country will be exactly the same. And no matter how much we say about um, the muddy pitches and stuff, yeah, if we really want yeah, more talent to come through, we need better pitches and funding. We're, the whole grassroots structure and professional football structure needs to actually work together, because right now we're all, we're 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 hanging we're we're up there we're we're flying a flag for Sunday League and we love it yeah, but we also need it to progress because that's the only way to actually build f potentially the next England football team because there's kids in the England setup that I I, I get I get blown away personally I got, because I'm 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 humbled yeah. But like I'll go to England, I'll go to a professional, and there's people saying anything for the Dons, anything for Paula. Do you know? For somebody to say anything for Paula, do you know how much you must know about the Dons? No, no one. People don't just say anything for Paula. That means you understand like where we really come from. Because when you've lost, like I said earlier, when you've lost something, then you know that pain, and you can't put it into words. You you just feel it. Do you know what I mean? You know it. And that's why, like, I see people doing this. Like, they 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 ain't even got the badge on. Like, they're like that because they know it's that's that's what it means. So, 
Like for the growth of SC Dons, I believe it'll be home ground, investment into grassroots football and building relationships that can help the rest of the community. Obviously, from that, uh, you talk about like players in the England and also squad. global. Sorry, I forgot to global. mention we're, we're going global anyway. But taking this shit global is is the biggest thing. Uh, if SC Dons isn't in Brazil, isn't in America, isn't in Germany, isn't in France, isn't in Uganda, isn't all over the place. Like if we ain't taking this, it's too it's too basic. It doesn't sound big enough. So we're we've got to take this everywhere. But and why why not get Amazon and Netflix involved? Why not? <laughs> Why not get Apple involved and all the big sponsors? Every footballer that's ever played for England has mm. started in a playground or playing for a Sunday league team mm. or like that setup, and we've all gone through that process. So, so why not have more investment in yeah. that the grassroots of football uh, throughout all levels? Because at the moment, like the levels are just getting cut apart. Obviously, the Premier League is by far heads and shoulders financially on the field, off the field, way ahead of everything else. And then the golfing class keeps dropping down. It keeps yeah. on happening. But there needs to be that middle ground where everyone knows like it's for the better good of football, not mm. just for the levels itself, but it's just to make kids enjoy it more again. Mm. Again, like um, we, we won't know what really happens until until there's something that shows everyone that it's, it's real. And that's why I say like SC Dons has had that influence of having cup finals, of having 4,000 plus people in a stadium like for a cup final. You've shaken your head. That's your first reaction, you know. Imagine playing in that, you know, actually turning up. I remember they delayed kickoff three times, like, because people just kept coming in they, and they had to wait to, to get the kickoff. But it's it's mad, yeah, because goalkeeper, we all think the same. When when I knew I was coming on, yeah, I wanted to ask you a few things, yeah. Like, I, don't, I get asked a lot of the time, yeah, by people in, on Instagram and they'll say to me, they talk about being nervous. Do you still get nervous now? Um, not as much as I used to. Obviously, I used to be quite superstitious as a kid. And I used to hide behind my superstitions to hide my nerves. So I would just make sure that I had a process in place to, like I'd always put on my left glove before my right glove, left boot before my right boot, all these sort of things. And I'd walk out, I'd touch both posts, you know, like little things. But as you get older, you learn to, mm. they were just uh, distractions from you doing your job. So now I, I can turn it on and off. Like, I know I said about persona, but I, I walk onto a pitch. I'm a different animal. I'm I'm no longer who I am. I am doing my job to the best of ability. I can black out everything else in my mind, like whether I'm tired, fatigued. Uh, I know that I am there to try and keep that ball out of the net. And that is just my passion. I I, I go onto that pitch for 90 minutes, 97 minutes, including extra times. And, I, and all I am focused on is keeping the ball out of the net. It's like uh, there's nothing else that exists at that time because that's my job. I am there to do my job to the best of my ability. And if I've got anything else in my mind, it's not going to help me. It's going to hinder me. Um, in terms of the nerves and that, that's just a coping mechanism. You get used to that. The more that you play, the more experience that you have, it just goes. Uh, I've gone full circle since I had kids that I've now really enjoy it. And if I make a mistake, I always think to myself, if I make a mistake in a game, right, the best thing for me to do is, do my kids care that I made a mistake? <laughs> right? That's a great response. And... No, they don't. They yeah. still think of me as dad, right? Yeah. So then I'm like, we'll just get on with it then. Next thing, next thing you do, be positive. Yeah, yeah. And straight away, it washes out of my mind and I'm done. I can crack on then. Uh, where you, Obviously, when you're younger, these sort of like little life lessons, they're not quite there for you yet. So you'd carry that through the game. I was once told uh, by a goalie coach, Alex Welsh, who's been on the show, uh, every time you make a mistake, don't pick up a stone and put it in your pocket. Right, because the more it weighs you down, and by the end of the game, you could be so weighed down that you're making more and more mistakes, and they're getting worse and worse. So just throw the stones behind the goal, get rid of them. 
Uh, and that's what, like, one of the biggest things is we all do, uh, we all play football to enjoy it. Remember that. Do you do you ever get um, starstruck? Yes, of course. Why? Uh, and who who's made you starstruck? Uh, in in recent times or in, in my career, I've yeah. had moments in my career. Obviously, meeting David Beckham, uh, training with Dennis Bergkamp, Thierry Henry. Uh, like these players are gods at what they did. Uh, as as mad as it seems, like meeting David Seaman for the first time, and I played against Peter Cech twice. Like these are inspirational people that have played a job to the highest of high levels, won Champions Leagues, and you're like, wow, Premier yeah. Leagues. Yeah, so of of course, why would I not get starstruck? Some people, uh, icons that you look up to, that, yeah, of course you do. That's sick. I, I'll, I'll be honest here. I, I don't get it often, yeah, but I had my one. But my one wasn't really starstruck. It was more like, how the hell have you done this? So like when I when I came out of like the youth offenders, I had my I used to have this little Nokia phone. Yeah, this is like when YouTube first kind of, and you could download from that like, MP4 onto your phone and save it on there, like as long as you had the USB thing. So I had these two you two like main ones, yeah. These two Peter Schmeichel videos, yeah. I used to watch like this is like before the England kind of yep. everything got better. So I used to and it was old school like rock songs underneath his saves and everything, yeah. And I used to watch it yeah, so much, and then. That was how I based my game. Yeah. I would watch him and I'd go like I'd get so nervous before games and I'd just watch him like this. I'd be in the corner, everyone else is getting chained, I'm just like this. My not really shaking, but I'd just be like that, yeah, just watching the phone the whole time. And if people would talk to me, I could zone them out. I could selective hearing. And then when he came to soccer AM, yeah, I remember I was thinking, bruv. Just really deep this, George. You you came out here yeah, and you was watching this guy on your phone, yeah, and now you're actually meeting him. He's giving you a signed autobiography. Give yourself a pat on the back. Like, that, that isn't even thinkable. Like, where you've come from to there. But then it's the same old thing that I told you before we even started the podcast. Do you know what happens when you tick something off? You start thinking, how do I beat that? Yeah. How do I beat that? How do I beat that? And the, reason, the other reason why was because I know, like, you've got mad owners, innit? Yeah, obviously that right the first time I met Ryan Reynolds, yeah. obviously He's got like, banner in it. Yeah, it's funny, yeah. mate. And like such a good looking person as well. Like he walks into a room and everybody's eyes just like, attract to him. Uh yeah, but Rob's the same. Rob Rob is a lovely guy as well. And like i I was lucky enough to play in a charity golf day with him and like his level of banter was superb and yeah, just obviously to, to mix with them. They're they're so personable, which is amazing. Like you'll win a game, they'll comment on your like your social media or they'll text you and go, oh, what about this in the game? And you're like, wow, they watch every game, they're watching every minute. Like, they're so into it. It's not like they're just there or they're just investors. They are in that club. They're fully emotionally invested in that club. That's special. And and even myself, like, that's why I started doing, like, non-league vlogs to kind of give a lot of people the reality check of, like, how hard we work as well. So I play Saturday. Right now, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, um, Saturday, yeah, so it'll be Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, then that's training and everything else alongside that. So I wanted to give people an understanding, like, just know, like, when we're playing for the Dons, no one's at 100% anyway, yeah. but we love the club, yep. which is why we put ourselves in that situation. And, like, reading the comments of people going, like, oh, like, this has really helped me on my journey. I can see, like, I showed myself getting beaten on my channel. Like, so it was, it's the same as my Instagram, the same socials and whatever. And people was typing it in on YouTube and it was like, it's so crazy, yeah, because at the Donja, we've got a siege mentality. 
And it's so hard to beat us because we are on it all the time. Going into a non-league environment where I have no kind of influence on who gets brought in as such to an extent, like, and getting beaten was like, people was like, is that how you bounce back though? So seeing that side was quite quite sick and to hear that they're commenting and stuff is amazing because I swear he was Batman. No, not Batman, Deadpool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all right. <laughs> so he does know. Hey, hey, that's that's making sure the chairman knows that his players yeah. know. Uh, you have to watch all of his yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. I no, said it's in our contracts. Yeah, I ain't signing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, can we do a glove review? Let's talk about your glove, Big Yeah. This is Matt Smith, and this is the glove review on the Yours Mine Away podcast. Uh, what gloves are you currently wearing? What size hands are you? Yeah, so size 12s. Um, nice, no, bigger hands than me, finally. Yeah, man. Um, 2 0. The man behind it, Simon, is one of the greatest guys that I've met alongside. Um, so before I was with 2, I was with S1, yep. with Scott, who's another incredible person. So for me, um, again, another massive landmark was getting a glove sponsor. I used to go. Um, to like Sports Direct and buy like Sonico gloves to kind of get through. Just whatever they had, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, and it was just like put on a pair of gloves and just give your all. And I would be buying, like, I didn't realize like there's levels to, because I had no one kind of saying to me, all right, these are the kind of the kind of gloves you need to be wearing. Because I went from having the, being in the Nike Academy and having a sponsorship with them. Of course, yeah. To then, obviously, I. Did they you, fully kick you out there then? God. Anything you wanted? Imagine boots, boots. St- both both pairs so studs and moulds I was getting like I'd rip a pair of gloves and be like oh spoons I've got like a little rip but like, be like that I've got you bruv like training at Arsenal's training ground um, like being on a coach being recorded for the first time and that these were the kind of the um, the build ups to this so then when I went from not having that to then actually getting somebody approach me which was Scott first at S1 and saying mate I'd love to make you get you on a pair of gloves you can have like Everyone's got probably a deal of maybe like 10 to, 10 to 20 gloves a yep. season because you need about at least like two a month or one a month and um, like training pair and match day pair. And it's like, yep. And then it got to the point where things kept growing and then um, Tuto reached out to me and they, they've been amazing. You know, they made me my own custom glove to work alongside my journey and get into the international team. Um, he's been more than supportive in, t- in terms of, content ideas and everything else but do you know what yeah for for a brand that isn't for example Nike, Adidas or Puma um, they, they, I, I, wear, I wear them with such pride and such yeah. confidence like I feel like everyone deserves to to be recognised on here because they've all got they've all got a story behind their gloves but for me like this this company and this the man behind it has made me want to stay with him yep because I, I don't think there's many people that would understand the length of work that he reached out to Uganda national team for me. No way. Like that was one of the first steps, like because he knew a goalkeeper through like one of the other African countries. It's like, look, there's a kid here, like, and he was like, all right, cool, we're aware of him. Sent highlights, helped that first process. So like, and then on top of that, it was just the the actual drive behind people. I think that's what it is. I've got so many relationships with people that make me believe in something. And if I believe in something, I, I, I go... It's those influences on yeah, your life man. that have helped you a lot. And I, I'm blessed to have so many good links. So d- does it do anything special to your glove? You say there's yeah. a personalisation. Yeah, you want to so, talk through what they are? So um, 
on here on these pets. So I've got different personalizations for my different gloves. But on these ones, he's got the hashtag six six and Ugandan, yep. which is like the the Taurus. Anytime that like, anyone goes into the box, Don Shatsu always says that he's a uh, he's six foot six. And Ugandan. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like, uh, 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 one of my favourite lines, ladies, if you're single and you want a man with safe hands, look no further. <laughs> and it'll be like a big save for me. Yeah? Like he's a, he's so sick at it. Yeah, man. But Chuto, Chu, uh, it's a... It's a uh, have they done anything in specific? Have you asked for Yeah, so I'm on... Um, on the actual pair of gloves, yeah, that um, I've got, uh, they're the actual colours of the Uganda flag. Sick. And there's a there's a set, there's apart from the national anthem as well on there, on the inside. So it's a special thing. So like when I'm putting on my gloves, I, I get the message from the national anthem. I love that, man. Sense of pride about yeah, it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Our country, man. Can you remember the first ever pair of gloves that you wore? I can. They were Adidas fingertip savers and they were black with the red... Um, the red kind of spines in them. Yeah, it would have been, no, but that's, the, the, we're talking even first, this is like, we're that. talking like the first, first. They're, they're my father's side gloves. They're, they're, they're and what, they've knocked. made it on here? Yeah, yeah they're, they're nearly getting knocked off though. That's the story. There's a story behind yeah. it. Yeah. No, <laughs> I remember him here yeah, because I was so, I didn't know like, this is what I'm saying. Like, I was so raw. All the different I, cuts of I didn't understand how to look after the middle of the glove yep. and things like that. I didn't know what maintenance was. I was using sock tape as finger tape because I didn't know. Like, it's it's an actual job, like, and a profession. Yep. Like, I was just, I'm, I, I would tell myself, yeah, I'm, I'm such a positive self talker as well at times, where I can convince myself anything's possible. So, I said to myself, I'm meant to be a goalkeeper. Your name's George Camarasi. Your initials are GK. You're a goalkeeper. Like, there's no two. Like, I, I, I'm like, this has to be. Like, I just, I don't believe you can, you can have so many things work a certain way yeah, without there being a purpose. Point you in the right direction. Yeah, like, so my dad will always say that to me. He said, like, just keep going. Just keep going. Is there anything specific that you do? Like you said, taping your fingers. Is that a, a previous injury? Um, strapping your wrists? Do you know what? Yeah, I'll probably get in trouble for this. Like, so anytime I go to like an away ground, yeah, I have to go to like the disabled toilet or like the woman's toilet. Like I just flipping go in there. I'll make sure no one's in there. I'm like, I'm getting rid of all the nonsense. That's it. I don't want anything negative in them. Like I just, I don't have anything negative in me or I'll do like, um, I do this thing yeah, where I, I'll, I'll get on a pitch before anyone's there and I'll rehearse every cross that could possibly come in near post, middle, back post. You'll you'll do them physically or physically. Yeah, okay. I'll physically do it. Like I've had people laughing at me, like, "What's this idiot doing?" Like, and I can I actually say, so some David James famously he would uh, psychologically just walk through everything. He would visualize, and I remember watching him in a warm up once for Portsmouth, and I, he didn't use a ball for like the first half an hour. He walked through everything, and he was just walking around visualizing everything. That's so mad! I do it. Like I, I I would see it. Like I would literally see myself. I'd go through the different stages. Then I'd go from like, all right. How far is my post? So I'd go, that's that's post, yeah? And I'd always do this, so I know, like, right, that's my that side, that's that side. So I know, yeah, right, if I go like that, without me looking, I know that's my distance for my post. So I know if anything comes in that area, I'm getting fingertips around it, yeah. and I know from square to post, angle, and I'll just work from there, and I'll spin round. So I always know that's the post. I'll do a rehearsal of receiving it back foot to play out, back foot to play out the other side. Then um, I'll I'll do this thing here where I pick up grass as well, 
just and I sprinkle it, yeah, like 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 I'm a magician, so so that like, they think this guy's fucked, yeah? and like he's putting some sort of juju say on the grass. Yeah, I'm like no, but anyway, yeah, like and then I, and I, the last thing I, I do it before every game is I pray, so I reach up to the crossbar and I say, Lord, you're my strength and shield, my heart trusts in you, with you I will always be helped, and then sign of a cross. Game on, yeah. but we're in. And you're ready, you can't then. touch me now. Yeah, can't get near me now. Have you got any pre-match food and that that you you always have to eat? Any drinks that you take? Because um, everyone's so different, you know. With this, I don't really like to eat a lot before a game. I yeah, like to be. Do light. you know what? Yeah, it's it's so mad. As long as I've had like an oat bar, you know, like the cereal oat bars. Yeah. Like if I if I have like a nat, nat, what's it nat, Nature Valley or something like yeah, that. Nature's yeah, Valley, yeah. Nature's Valley. I'll have one in them here. Yeah. <laughs> that is a mad one. That. Yeah, like I'll have that yeah, and I'm good. I Bird feel full. Food. <laughs> <laughs> <Cat> food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I have one in them here, and I'm just like yeah, I'm full. Yeah, but like if I eat too much here, yeah, it's like I don't know. It's yeah, I'm it the depends same. what mood I'm in. Yeah, and like you said, like using the. Toilet facilities, and you just want to be empty, man. You yeah. just want to be as light as possible when you go out yeah, to play. I don't, there's some people who go like twice before a game. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. But is that a, a nervous thing then? You're obviously you've asked me about a bit of nerves. I I, I got rid of nerves here when I read Brad Friedel's book because um, I remember you speaking. He's such a mad goalkeeper. Like people don't realize he played for Liverpool, Blackburn, everything else. And I remember he said exactly what you was talking about nerves. And he said, um, as he got older, he just learned to enjoy the games. Yeah. He taught himself to enjoy the game. So what I used to do, yeah, I used to get myself as angry as possible so that I wouldn't be nervous. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to snap someone like, yeah. or like, I'll, I'll break someone, come, some, come near me. Then I realised, yeah, what would then happen is I had no control over my emotions going into the game. So, so then I had to learn to kind of go like... Pent up energy that you needed to get rid of. But, yeah, yeah, like just chill, chill, like manage it. You're all right, you know, you know what you're doing. Um... It's hard, yeah, because I used to do it to my cousin on FIFA, and I'll ask you, yeah. We would do this thing, yeah, where I'd be like a Prem club and he'd be like a, a League Two team. And, like, if I lost to that League Two team, he'd make me feel it, yeah. Do you, um, you know, like, when you're going into a big game and it's like you're heavy under, like underdogs, underdogs yep. do you tell your family to stay at home or you don't matter? Oh, it doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. It really... Uh wait for the motorbike to race off yeah. uh no uh yeah it doesn't bother me uh when my kids are there or if my mum and dad are there like i'm i'm happy either way to be honest because i'm there like i said once i cross that white line it's my job that's like that's my full concentration i'm when i walk on that pitch it sounds horrible to say but like until that game ends i then like switch back on to like me mm. uh i just want to win every game i've still got that passion at 36 i've been like I said, a, a pro for a very long time now. Winning's all that matters to me. Like, and you're saying it for Sunday League. It's exactly the same. When you play football, you don't play to lose. You play to win. So whatever you need to do to get through a situation in a game or a moment, you just want to win, don't you? Yeah, but it's, it's easier said than done. Like, um, everyone wants to talk like that when it's nil-nil, or you know, or when you're one-nil up. But what about when you're four-three down or four-one down? Like, where's your head at? Because I know, obviously, you've played for Sheffield United and stuff like that, yeah. I can only imagine how intimidating that is for the away side. But is there a difference because you being from London, like, we're in the Nationals. Is there a difference in the the way they play up there? No, not at all. Uh, the expectation level of some sets of fans is so different. Obviously, I'm currently at Wrexham. Uh, been at uh, Bolton, Sheffield United. We were expected to win every game. And the, the pressures that that puts on the team... You have to use your experience to guide a lot of the other ones through. So 
obviously as I'm getting older now, I use my experience to go, well, my job now is to educate and help people through the difficult situation. So even if fans of all these clubs that I've played for, they might say that Mark's not the best keeper or Mark could do this better. But what a lot of fans won't appreciate and what know is what goes on behind the scenes, what you do in a dressing room to calm other people's nerves or to to impact on how other people play. And I love that role. Uh, I'm not like a shouter. I'm not like a ranter and raver. I'm a, an educator, I would say. I go around the dressing room and was like, you know what you need to do today? Can you do this for me? And then I'll go up to the next person. By the way, last week you did this brilliant. Can you do that again for me? And like, that's my way of like getting around the lads without going, come on, let's go, let's win this game. You know, like I don't, sometimes that puts people on more on edge, more nervous. It's so mad, yeah. So I got asked to go um, on trial with Barnet and um, we played, we played, it was a pre-season game against Ware. And I'm, I'm a commute, I'm a strong communicator. As in, like, I can t- squeeze up, blah, 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 tight. I can, and I'll, I'll use different tones in my voice because I've learned that through my career. Like, it's not always shouting. I'll be like, he's broken it down three or four times. We've got to switch to play earlier. Or if you tell, like, I'll give little nuggets that will help us, yeah? So anyway, I was in the game, yeah, the gaffer at the time is Martin Allen. And um, I've gone out, we've done really well, like, first half, yeah, blah, blah, communicated. I think it was, like, one nil up or whatever. Almost got an assist, caught a ball, sidewinder, through ball. Um, done re- doing really well. Comes in at half time. I don't want to hear another word from you. Stop talking. You talk, you're not going to play for me. Zip it. Don't want to hear a word. No way. God bless. I'm thinking, what? He's just shouting, like he was going, I don't want to, swearing that I've cut it short, but basically, blast yeah. on blast. Yeah, I'm thinking, what's this guy on? But God bless. And I think, Right, God bless then. <laughs> like, but anyway, yeah, we've gone out, played second half, didn't say a word. Kept the clean sheet, done really well anyway, yeah. And then um, he's gone. Next day at training, we had to be in, and he's gone. What did I tell you to do? I, I said, you said, baby, shut the fuck up. I was like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's exactly what I said. And that's why you were the first team, because you can follow instructions. The test. What? Like, but a lot of people, yeah, it's like, even for me, sometimes your ego would be like, you can't talk to me outside of football. And that's where the respect level has to, it can be tested in football because I was going to say to you, how can you make sure that as a player or a goalkeeper, you don't waste your career? That is a tough question. Um, I think only that each individual can answer that. Uh, there's certain things that you can do, the professionalism aspect uh, on and off the field. Uh, application is the biggest thing. Uh, you see a lot of young lads today that are wasting talent and it's because they just don't apply themselves. They think that football is easy. To 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 have a career in football is hard. To have longevity, Christ, it's really hard because there's, there's always new people knocking on the door want to take your place. Uh, so I, it's just application. I go out every day like I'm still 16 trying to make it and I'm 36 and I still think I can learn. I still think I can get better. Uh, whether that's one way, like whether that's improving a little bit physically or improving my mental strength, there's always things that you can do to make you a better player. And like I said, I use my my experience now to educate. I think that that's my goal now is to go out and pass on experience and make people better. Uh, sometimes people don't want to listen, and it is a detriment to themselves. People that don't want to listen don't apply themselves. Mm. I honestly think just application for yourself. You do it for yourself. You shouldn't be doing. You shouldn't be playing sports for anyone else apart from you. Want to be the best? Drive yourself. 
Right. Can I ask you all about Soccer AM now? Yeah, feel free. Yeah, you're very famous, obviously, like I said, for smashing Joel Dummett, putting Eubanks Jr. on his ass. First one to knock him down yeah. in his foot in his whole boxing career. How how right did, hand from, how did Soccer right AM all come about first? There's a right hand that no one saw coming, by the way. <laughs> how did it come about on Soccer AM? Do you know what? Um it was actually the most random opportunity that came up. Lloyd Griffiths. Griff, Griff, Griffiths? Griffiths. Oh, Griffith. Griffith. He doesn't like the S on the end, I Griffiths. Griffiths. <laughs> Lloyd Griffiths. There's no S on the end. Yeah, no. Nah, do you know what? Yeah, he, he done a lot for, for Soccer AM for the amount of service that he done for it. Yep. And it's a commitment that I don't think a lot of people understand. Like, it's 10 months solid. Like, you don't, you're not allowed a holiday in that period, everything else. Not with Big G, that is, anyway. Um, so, um... <laughs> They put out a tweet, yeah, who's the best goalkeeper on YouTube? And I'm not really that active anyway, like on Twitter and anything else. But um, I just kept my phone just pinged off, absolutely pinged off. And then they asked me if I wanted to come on. So I was like, yeah, of course. Like I've, I've grown up watching a show. So then um, this is what I'm saying about how I am. Like, And then I remember like with Fenners, I met Fenners and Bullard like before the first show and whatever. And it's like, look, we're going to do the rehearsal for the show, blah, blah, blah. This is how it's going to go, blah, blah. Then I remember he nutmegged me and I just punched him. And, and I thought to myself, <laughs> you know, like, I, I'm just, I just thought to myself, this is typical you, like, <laughs> just, there's a, there's a professional way to behave here, but you being typical, it's, he's nutmegged me, I've just gone, I've just, I've just done it straight Natural away. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you trying to take the piss out of me? I thought to myself, Jules, there's a professional environment to do this. Like, no, I just thought, anyway, all right, you'll do, you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so they knew what I was on from, like, from yeah. then. So, um, yeah, I end up on the show and then um, I remember he was like, all right, cool, the show's going on. I was like, guys, I'm not being fun. I've bought Brazil. I'm going to Brazil next week. Like, I can't. <laughs> so I was like, who is this guy I think he is? <laughs> but anyway, from there, like, the relationship's been so organic and they appreciate the fact that I, I, I be, I'm myself all the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm committed to the show. Um I'm I'm as competitive as it gets, and I go straight from there to a, a football match the same day. So I'm up early. I go there, do that. Now with the likes of Joel Dummett, trust me, they've warned me so much that I've yeah. had poor old Curly. Yeah, there's a guy Curly. Yeah, who's like he he he's been there for a long time as well. You've probably seen him behind the sit like on a show. Not Curly me. does a lot of the bookings. Yeah, and stuff he does like, like that, the yeah. bookings and stuff like that. Yeah, he's sick as well. Yeah, so um, he's he's gone to he's like he's gone to me like please, George, not today. Like the, the police, please. Like it's a girl. Oh, it's like George. Like, come on, she's she's playing for man. She's got a game tomorrow. Like, please be. Oh, he's got, he's got a game in the prem tomorrow. Like, oh, he's just come back from Matty Kester. Just come back from the World Cup. Like, he's just played against like Mbappe. And, like, yeah. Give him a chance. Like before he goes back. Or, like Joel Dummett's got the mask tonight. Oh, when he got hit, yeah. Thank God, yeah, he was as cool as he was. Yeah, TV but, stood still, mate. I was yeah, watching it. I, was I ain't like, gonna oh lie, my yeah, God. Like, well, I I did I did I had to go straight to my match, so I didn't even watch it back here. But everyone was like, "Bruv, you know you took him out." I was like, "Bruv, I got the ball. Did I get the ball or not?" But obviously, it's just the way he landed. He landed funny. I yeah. was like, but, "To be fair, he bounces up and just like listen." He saved nervous me. Smile. No, he saved me. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. He saved my bloody soccer aim career because he came. I was like, "He's like, I'm all right. I'm all right." And he's like, "Please let me get a photo with you, Joe." Like I was like, "I'm away with that." Close one. That yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Because like everyone else was like can't do that I was like can't be what a goalkeeper or like so I think it's, it's one of them ones yeah like everyone anyone who knows me they'll say bruv at least he stayed true to himself and yeah. I had to look at I've had to 
trust me, like you see TV and everything else here. Yeah, I think a lot of people need to understand this. There are restrictions. Yeah. You can and can't get away with a lot of stuff. Of course. But it's a platform which I'm so grateful to be on because I've been able to take Sunday League by me going on. Other Sunday League goalkeepers have been able to go on. Other people from different backgrounds have come on. There's now a mixture of different goalkeepers. For me, that's a, a massive thing to be a part of. And I think is a credit to them for recognising yeah, that too. So it's amazing. It's amazing, man. I, like I said, I, I've been fortunate enough to meet Peter Schmeichel. Like For me, that was like a statement. That's a statement of hard work leading to that opportunity. Obviously, then, let's talk about when you put Eubank Jr. on the floor. Right, so... Uh, not just that, mate. You actually went back for more. You actually squared up yeah, to him and no, he, because he bounced I, away, mate. Listen, he weren't uh, having it. I, I'll be honest with you. He's... he's, he's it's quite difficult when when he when his dad's like your favorite boxer, but when you're stepping into the ring, which is my ring, you, you can't you can't give him anything. Oh, his no? dad, he's a hero, especially nah, on Gogglebox. This is the most <laughs> stupendous confectionery. It's a smarty, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that guy is a what? If you understand what the Warriors code is, yeah, yeah. That, that guy, yeah, he is he's a purist. And that's that's why I'm saying, yeah, not there's not enough people out there who are willing, yeah, to be judged for being themselves. He's not afraid to be himself. And that's what I would encourage a lot of people to be, yeah? Listen, don't be a prick, but be yourself. Because what you end up doing is you'll you'll go through, yeah, and you'll be like, I've done it my way. Like, even if my football career was to end tomorrow, yeah, I would be able to say, do you know what, yeah? I was pro- I was myself. Camera or no camera. I think the camera just makes everything look worse because it's a replay. Like, otherwise, it'd be like, oh, I just saw that. Do you know what I mean? But um, just got to keep working, man. And... Everything that's going on, I think you should be really proud of yourselves that you've created a, a platform for yourselves, that you've been able to bring on people like Ramsdale and everyone else that's come on. I appreciate that. And you can only expect it to grow. One last thing before we wrap it up, right? Mm. Obviously, you, you've spoke about it Uganda. It was the right hook, by the way. Though. It was, yeah, it was. <laughs> you took him out, Body mate. shot. <laughs> uh, obviously, you've spoke about Uganda. Yeah. Uh, you've mentioned in the past about getting this international call up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what lengths are you going to? How, how's... <sighs> It, obviously, then, it's, a, then, it's a long journey. Listen, it's a long journey, yeah. But again, I keep. It probably sounds like a. It's on repeat. You gotta just keep dreaming big enough, man. And for me, it's the biggest honor I could give to my parents. Both of them have passed away, and if I could, or when I, I should say, when really, when I do it, it will just be the greatest achievement. Even just making it into the squad, yeah. Because I've put myself, I've put something out there, just said it, and I've just worked, 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 worked to the point that the opportunity has presented itself. I was in Uganda late last year. I met up with the national head, the national team head coach and goalkeeping coach, and they basically said to me, "Look, if an opportunity comes for you to come in on on a trial basis, or there's a camp we can get you in, just be ready." But it's not. I don't think you understand being an international footballer is you, you've got the weight of a country on your shoulders. And that's what he was trying to express to me. It's not just some pipe dream. There's millions of people, thousands of people that will never get this opportunity to wear that shirt. So when you wear that shirt, you represent all of them. And I think that's one thing that we have to recognise for the boys who play for England. Like, I, I think of Declan Rice every time of that year because he's a he's a Don supporter as well, yeah. And I've always said, Bob, imagine, yeah, somebody, if, if he becomes an England captain... You've got an England captain who supports a grassroots team. It's amazing. Like, and he supports it. You know, like he will he will mention it when he doesn't have to. He'll mention how, like he speaks about it with a passion or a love, or he does. He just 
little things like that, yeah, is what we all need to learn from because when you're in a position that you can give back, yeah, if you give back, guess what? You're setting an example for the next person to do it because I have to say his name. It would be almost stupid not to mention Ben Foster. Like, Ben Foster, what he's done for the goalkeeping community. Incredible. Uh, even when I met him and we've done some bits together, like vlogs and whatever, I was like, what he's showing me is an example of what to do when I'm in a position where I'm doing better. Because then everyone else would think to themselves, like, I'll do the same. I'll, one last one. If you're in a car school and you're not a driver, start giving a driver money or at least buying sweets and drinks because I'm sick and tired of being a car school driver that no one gives petrol money to. Name anything. names, by the I, way. I'm not going to do it. It's Name not, names. Mo. Want... <laughs> <laughs> Mo, if you're listening, Mo, he's a, chip in, mate. I, I, I've taught you, I taught him this lesson early doors, yeah, but he, he was a, he's a fantastic player, just signed for the Dons as well, yeah. But like, I used to think to myself, listen, if we're driving far, yeah, get into good habits of giving somebody petrol money or sweets. Has but, to happen. Because guess what? When you're driving, you're going to get annoyed by the person that gets in your car. And don't leave rubbish in the car. Listen, Donnie's a prick for it, yeah? <laughs> I, I keep saying prick, yeah, but he's a prick for this, yeah? yeah? I swear to you, if he gets in my car, yeah, I'll go on the passenger side, yeah, and it'll be a bloody a banana or they'll, like or like some Empty sort of sweet wrapper. He does it on purpose. So one day, yeah, I, I'm not going to tell you what. Do you know what? One day I'm going to get him back and I'll, I'll share it with you and you'll remember nice. it. What a way to finish. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today with Big G. What a Pleasure, guest you've man. been, mate. Thanks for sharing all your stories and that has been class. Thank, and ki- hey, subscribe. Make sure you go like and subscribe. This has been the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, Mark Howard. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. What a save from Mark Howard. 